podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Live Birds podcast and may I wish you a slightly belated very happy Christmas. As far as Liverpool's concerned I think it's probably been one of the nicest Christmas we've had, Christmases we've had for a very long time. Um, along with me and my regular contributors Molly and Randy, welcome aboard ladies and a belated Merry Christmas to both of you. Are you both well? Absolutely. Yeah, very thank good, you. thank you. Marvellous. Right, we're going to um, kick right off with uh, the most recent game that we played. We we may touch on Wolves-Man City, but um, let's just talk about the Leicester game. Um, it was a definite potential banana skin, I think, uh, particularly with us having gone to Qatar um, and had all the travelling and also having lost, sadly, another player to injury um, in Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, and we'll probably come back to that as well. Um, but seriously, how impressed were you by the performance? Randy, let let me start with you. Um, did you, because uh, Molly, I know you were actually there, so, so we'll come back to that. So, Randy, what what did you think? Well, I was uh, quite excited after that first half, I must say, <laughs> because I'm, I'm beforehand, I was uh, worried. You know, we were playing the second best team in the country, and we'd just been through all that travelling and all that, you know, commotion and um, playing long games and uh, really sort of using our um, energy in Qatar. So I was very worried about this. Uh, in hindsight, I don't know why, obviously, but, you know, anything could happen. And so far, as in first half, it, anything could happen. But if we put away those three clear chances we had, this match could have ended 7 nil. And that is like, <laughs> looking at it now, it's like, it is. it was an amazing experience, that second half. I've never seen any... Um, Liverpool game as calm as that, uh, I must say, and as convincing as that. And I was uh, very thrilled for Bobby uh, in the manner that he, he just kept going and he had the two goals uh, after scoring the goals over there. And, and he just sort of beams his smile even brighter, if possible. So I was very, <laughs> very happy for that one. It's it's a... It's it's a strange thing, but you know there there've been sort of various uh, views um, around that game, and I don't know Molly whether uh, whether it's too early to tell, but whether obviously winning the club world championship or world club championship or even whatever we call it, don't care. We've got a, got a badge on the shirt. Um, whether that 
sort of came through in terms of the performance. So let let's start with you. I I would imagine it was a it was a cracking atmosphere at the King Power, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was really good, and uh, especially when they started bouncing for season, you're uh, pretty certain <laughs> the ground was moving beneath me feet. <laughs> a little bit concerned at one point. Um, but it was amazing, and he didn't stop singing at all. And you could really feel the kind of joy of winning that trophy because I don't know if you heard on the telly, there was a constant um, singing of we're the world champions, we're the best in the world. Um, like pretty I, continuously I, I, throughout the game. Yeah, I think I think I did hear I did hear excerpts of that because it was it was it part of a now you're going to believe us with champions of the yeah, world. Yeah, champions of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something else that, that was being sung that I, I think maybe was a slightly new tune. Or I wasn't 100% sure what it was. It didn't come across um, completely over the TV, but I obviously recognised all the classics. But there was a, there yeah, was a, yeah. a chant which I, I thought, oh, that sounds new. I'm not quite sure what that is. I think it was Red to Top of the League or something. It was, some, it was Reds rather than Liverpool. Okay. Um, all right. But yeah, it was constant, it's absolutely bouncing. And I'd like to think that that did play a part because we were absolutely relentless. And obviously I watched from the stadium and there was very few points at which I was nervous. It was maybe only the first, maybe 20 minutes when, you know, when we'd started to miss big opportunities in the first half and Leicester kind of looked like they were kind of, in it for a few spurts but I thought it was spurts when maybe we were having a little bit of a breather because at no point I thought they were as relentless as us Um, and it was I think at one point Mark turned around to me and went I just like ants we're just everywhere we're just all (laughs) over them and that was like what it was like so when I left the ground and we left the ground drove home for two and a half hours yeah, and then I kind of looked at Twitter, and it was like Casper Schmeichel thought oh they were God. in it. I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Because I mean, I hadn't looked at any stats, I hadn't looked at any no. replays, I hadn't heard any news. I was driving, so I hadn't checked my phone, nothing. And to go, <laughs> it was just so kids rock. Like, were we at a different match? Like, what are people talking about? Like, I don't understand. Do we not understand football? Like what what's gone on? Because it, it just I just thought it was relentless and I thought it was such a big game. It was such an important game. It was one everybody was so nervous about. And we potentially were tired from coming back from Qatar. But actually I just thought we were incredible. And I don't think there was a player on the pitch that I would say you did. You didn't give everything. No, and no it was. It that was, uh, was incredible. Because <laughs> when Liverpool give everything, people. nobody can do anything about it. No, and the the thing about it is, I I know that when we played them at Anfield, obviously it was a it was a last minute penalty from Milner that that won it. But actually, in that game, I think people forget they had one shot on target and that was the goal that they scored in that game and in this game Mm -hmm. they had no shots on target 
And yeah. I think that is the measure of, yes, that they've been on a great run and they've got some really good players, but at the moment, that is the measure of the kind of gulf between us. Yeah. Um, and I, I was, I was so impressed, so impressed with the overall performance. Cause like you say, you know, that it was, it was a banana skin waiting to happen, um, with all of the other things. But I think I saw a quote from Andy Robertson that just said something along the lines of no excuses. Yeah, we've been traveling, yeah, thing, but you know, this is, this is what we do. This is the next game. We need to win the next game. You know, we rested well, we trained well, you know, we've got to turn up and do it. You know, that's that's what we expect. And I just thought that there is the mentality of this team now, or, you know, that's been growing over the last 12, 18 months is just something phenomenal. I mean, and I know people have been, sorry, go on, Molly. I was just going to say, and I know there's a lot of talk about no one wants Liverpool to win the league, everyone. Uh, and there was a lot of like quite nasty pictures of the Leicester fans. But when we left the ground, like we were getting hugs, we were getting handshakes, people saying, we've just watched the champions. You're oh. going to win it. We we want you to win it. We want you to do it this year. It's your year. Um, and like a few people saying, please don't fuck it up. <laughs> like, so it was actually... It was it was like we blew Leicester fans away as well. Like it was like they were like, right, okay, we're not going to do it. <laughs> like they recognised that gulf as well, but in quite a for for the fans that we met after the game in yeah, like like they were like an admiration. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't nasty. We didn't no. encounter any nasty fans. Um, they were like. Yeah, that was unreal. Like they were really, they well, were really the, great. Those actually, idiots, those idiots in the ground are what one would hope. Somewhat of a minority of Leicester fans. I mean, let's face it, all clubs have got their own yeah. unique group of knobheads. So, um, but I, I do, and and there's part of me that genuinely I don't give a shit, right? So if every single fan of every single other club doesn't want us to win the league, I'm okay with that because I don't want anybody else to be successful. I only want Liverpool to be successful. So I don't have an, I don't have an issue with that. But if there are those who, you know, are willing to say if, and you know, and it's a big if there's 20 games to go. If we do it, you know, willing to say, you, we think you are the best team, and we think we deserve them. Them fair play. Um, so that that's a nice that's a nice acknowledgement that you got from from you know the Leicester fans that you that you bumped into. Um, but Randy, it, you know, people have been you know waxing lyrical after that game, and particularly about Trent Alexander Arnold because I don't know if you saw it. There was some there was some quote on social media because I think. Juan Bissaka uh, got an assist or something, yeah. and there, there was something sort of say, you know, Trent, you know, Trent come outside, and then literally, um. you know, four hours later, <laughs> he's got, he's run the game, he's got two assists and scored a goal. Um, I and, and I have to say that did that did amuse me. <laughs> Going like, I'm outside, where are you? Um, <laughs> I I do. I, 
you know, I do wonder if we genuinely understand what what team Klopp has built, because I think you could legitimately say we've probably got the best or, you know, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. We've got the best centre-back in the world. We've got two of the best full-backs in the world. We've got three of the best strikers in the world. And in terms of midfield, uh, we've probably got the best defensive midfielder in the world with Fabinho. This is, you know, from, from 10 years ago when... You know, Roy Hodgson said we're not too we're not too big to be relegated to being champions of Europe and champions of the world. Uh, how how has it come to this? I'm I'm a little bit gobsmacked, if I'm honest. You know, when you look at because because we're about to go into a new decade, and you just wonder in you know in the ten years the turnaround that we've had from 2010 to to just starting to, you know, tiptoe towards 2020 is, is absolutely phenomenal. It's magnificent, I would say, and, and it's so telling that, have you seen the team of the decade uh, at LFC TV? They put our team in there. The only people they've swapped is they put Skirtle and Gerard in. And I'm as a bit, when I saw that, I thought, Skirtle? Yeah, and I thought, who are you going to take out? Are you going to take out Gomez for Skirtle? Are you going to take out Hendo for Gerard? No, you're not. They're all playing now. This team like, that we saw yesterday, I wouldn't swap any of them. And it's ridiculous. It's like, who's man of the match? I started out putting Trent down, and I thought, no, that's not fair for Hendo. And then I thought, well, what about Gomez? And then I thought, Bobby, he's got two fucking goals. And Genie and Cater, you know? <laughs> As you said, you can't really pick. It is unbelievable. And and how many people was there when Klopp entered? A couple of them in the juniors, and then it was Hendo, mm-hmm. Bobby, Bobby. So I mean, he's also transformed the guys that was there, on top of adding exactly the right people that we needed. Well, at least it looks like it. So uh, I think it's really hard to not make this team of yesterday our team of the decade, to be honest. <laughs> well, we're, we're um, you know, we've, we've mentioned it in, in passing, but clearly we have won another piece of silverware um, this calendar year. So, so that's a nice, nice continental treble that no other English club has ever done um but i guess because it, maybe that was like why we were slightly worried about the leicester game because you know playing flamengo in the final um i, I was i knew it was going to be a hard game because they are to to use a cliche they're streetwise you know they they have some very talented players but you know they don't they don't mind a they don't mind a foul they don't mind a little bit of time wasting they don't Brand. mind you know surrounding the referee asking for cards um and therefore you know it was and we you know and as as Klopp said he's never played a brazilian team before 
to be fair to him, he also said they've never played Liverpool, this Liverpool team before. Um, but I just uh, how we cope, how we cope with it, because we we seem to now be in a period, and I, I don't know whether you'd agree with this or not, Molly, but we be in a period where we play as well as we need to against the teams that we have to, and the teams that we need to raise our game against. That's what we do. And that is an incredible uh, ability to be able to turn on, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that's quite a good way of putting it, actually. Um, I'll be honest, I would have liked us to play a little bit better um, and not have it go to extra time. But I think, like you say, they were a really challenging team to play against. And they, I mean, not just in terms of skill, like you say, just in terms of, and again, Streetwise is a really, really good way of putting it, I think. Um, they made it really, really difficult. I do think we went at our best as well. We had Van Dijk just back from illness. Obviously, Ox had to go off. Um, and I think just the whole issue around Ox, uh, Ox I think that probably would have um, not affected the players, but certainly put a little bit of a dampener on it because he did seem to be in a hell of a lot of pain. Um, and obviously what we know of him kind of missing out so much and fighting to get back um, into the team. Uh, I did think, and, and there was a lot of, I think it was important because there was a lot of speculation as well, well, a lot of talk around the fact that we've obviously focused on this rather than the League Cup, which I thought was the right thing to do, um, especially as I was in Japan last time round. Me and Dad, when we had three goals disallowed, and it was definitely stolen from us. Um, and yeah, my, da- I, I, my dad kept turning to me saying, what was, what was he saying to me? He was saying, um, we've got unfinished business with this cup, Molly. And I was like, yeah, we have. <laughs> and so for us, we were just like, we travelled thousands of miles to our three goals disallowed 14 years ago or whatever it was. We're still really bitter about it. So it, it was, um, I'm sure that, Anyone who watched it or travelled last time, it was a bit, a little bit yeah. niggly, a little bit important. Um, but, you know, we won in the end. And I do think it was a deserved win. I do think we were the better team, even if we weren't quite at we our won. best. We won. And uh, I didn't see us lift the cup, but, you know, what that's, time that's was not it the that important point? bit. No, because... No. We were in the pub and they turned it off. Um, so oh, cool. I watched it after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was that was the thing. I thought the the BBC cup that they just you can't. After all of that, you go well. Congratulations, Liverpool. Mm. See ya. Uh. Um, <laughs> you know, and and unless you could get the 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 eye player, the sport thing, and then the eye player wasn't working. Uh, I had a lo- load of people say, say I couldn't get the iPlayer to load to be able to watch the um, the presentation ceremony. But, but yeah. to be fair to FIFA, they take so long that by the time I'd managed yeah. to access it via the sport website, they were only still doing like the third place playoff medals or something. So, <laughs> um, but no, you're right. 14 years ago, we were we were robbed. Um, absolutely. So 
I mean, I get it for you if you, you travelled all the way there. But I think if you watch that game back, right, we played better than you probably think we did. And yeah, we it's just it just it's one of those. It feels different when it's live, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. But I, because I'm not good watching us live on the TV at all, I don't enjoy it, and and I and I get more nervous. The weird thing about that was, uh, yes, uh, um, Flamengo had some chances, but I wasn't ner- I was just, I was just getting frustrated because we weren't clinical enough. You know, we could have scored after 45 seconds or whatever. We could have scored, you know, Bobby missed two sitters within the first 15 minutes. And you were, mm. and then you start wondering, is it going to be one of those days? Um, but fair play to him. He kept going. And it was only, like you said, because it went into extra time, you're thinking, oh, God, the last thing we need is another half an hour of this in the humidity and all the rest of it. But we just find a way. We just we just find a way to win. So I don't know if you've sort of seen the, the various things. We've obviously petitioned to be able to wear the badge on our shirt, um, and and the Premier League in its largesse has deigned that we can wear it for one game. Um, <laughs> Or if it's the FA, I'm not hundred percent. I don't understand it. You can I don't win the cha- you can wear the Champions League stars, yeah. but you can't wear this one. No, like, I have no idea what the thinking is behind it at all. Um, so we'll be wearing it on Sunday. I'm losing track of the days. So <laughs> tomorrow, um, <laughs> tomorrow, yes, yes, yeah. tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So we can wear it tomorrow, but then apparently we can't wear it at all. Um, uh, uh, maybe we can wear it in the Champions League games. I think we can wear it, wear it for yeah, the Champions League I games. I think we can, yeah. Um, but the, it, 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 I think it goes back to something that Klopp said, where he sort of said, you know, uh, in in Flamengo, you know, in Brazil, Flamengo were told to, you know, bring it back and, you know, be champions of the world. And everybody told us we had to play the Carabao Cup, and that's the that's the difference <laughs> in terms of um, in, in terms of the prestige or lack thereof that the tournament is given. And I know, you know, it's it's had various iterations and stuff, but this is, you know, the four, you know. The four continent champions against each other. Um, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't the uh, English Premier League or the FA even want to have you know an English representative of that? I was I was quite I was quite bemused, um, quite bemused by that. But Randy, let me just ask you because this this is the thing that did really. Uh, just make me laugh um was and i'm sure you saw it when we watched the world club club the whole the sort of running battle between um mané and rafina and then andy robertson just said <laughs> yeah. to mané don't worry oh, i'll deal with this <laughs> and oh, then yeah <laughs> yeah um and then like taking him out on the sideline um 
and he has genuinely, I think, become our, um, you know, whatever you want to, but our shithouse player. You know, he, he winds up the opposition. He'll do niggly little fouls. He'll, you know, shove people in the back and then turn around and smile at them. Um, yeah. He's, he, and it, it seems, it seems like he's, he's the kind of little, you know, <laughs> little shithouse enforcer on the team now. <laughs> but did you, did yes, I presume you really saw what I'm talking well. about? Yeah, sorry, Bentley, say that again. Sorry. What I really love about him as well is he's like he's not like that off the pitch. A lot of the times you see no. these players and they are the most miserable twats. Yeah. And if you love them because they're on your team, but off the pitch, Andy Robinson, like he's hilarious. If you ever watch any like the LFC TV or like follow his Instagram yeah. or anything, he's always messed around. He's always joking around. He seems like the nicest, nicest man. But on the pitch, he's an absolute knobhead at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I really, really like. It's the smiling and the grinning and like knowing full well what you're doing. He's not done it because he's lost his temper. He's oh, done it because it's necessary. But yeah. he's still quite happy about it. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. That's, <laughs> that's all right. Definitely right that's though, right. isn't it? He, he's like your little uh, irritated brother. It's like when you have a brother. And you sit in the yeah. car together and you drive for a long drive and it's going to irritate you the whole fucking way. He's a bit like that on the pitch, but as you say off, he's like either the very professional and very eager and very polite guy that answers all the questions to the journalists and, and, and podcasts and, you know, fans that want to hear. He talks and talks and he's always polite and, and uh, give, you know, good real answers. He's not cocky at all. And it's so funny as well, as you said, Molly, in these sketches and things they have on uh, LFC TV, but, but I think on the pitch, oh my God, he was so sick inside of him. Uh, but didn't this start after our first Champions League, uh, the loss against Madrid? Hasn't it been like Sim? He's becoming this character. I think maybe the, the loss in Kiev, as bad as it was, that it gave he he generally started to believe that he belonged on that stage or could perform at that level. Um, uh, I don't know. It is there is a thing about belief in, and confidence, but maybe they they because you know Madrid, you know to use the term again, were more streetwise. We obviously know what happened with Ramos and Salah, and maybe that was part of it. And he just thought, I'm not, you know. We were maybe we were too nice. We were too polite. I'm not going to be polite anymore because polite clearly doesn't win you titles. So um, I think maybe there's a little bit of that in there. Um, part of it is I think he genuinely has part of him is just is a wind up merchant um, because, like you say, when you watch those videos on um, on LFC TV. Uh, and stuff, you know, there is a definite like I would say twinkle in his eye and he he why you can see he 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 has got a real competitive streak in him and i think i think i think he's incredibly popular you know when you look at you look at our dressing room we seem to have such a tight dressing room but i could see i can absolutely see why he winds other people up <laughs> and like you say he's our player so i love it 
Um, <laughs> if he played for the opposition, I'd be thinking, what a wanker. Um, but he's going to he and the rest of the team are um, are going to have a new teammate to welcome um, in the new year um, uh, for our our purchase from uh, Salzburg Um, so that I think will be will be really interesting particularly as we say you know sadly um, Oxlade Chamberlain got injured in Qatar I thought um, the way he was reacting, I thought, oh, God, it's another really, really bad injury. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know sort of, you know, hurting your ankle ligaments isn't great. But, you know, we're talking about a few weeks now as opposed to, I thought, you know, you could be talking about another six months on the sideline. And he he desperately needs some luck with injuries. Um, we need to, you know, maybe maybe he's on new storage. I don't know. We need to wrap him up in cotton wool or something. Um, but fingers crossed he will be back he will be back soon um, so we have uh, Takumi Mina Mino I think yeah. is how you say it um, coming over the hill um, which is great timing uh, with Oxlade Chamberlain being out um, and as we come into the new year so I'm kind of going to combine two subjects here how do you see um, that he can uh, contribute to us as we're, we're, we're going to come into a really uh, tough run of fixtures as we come into January um, with some rejuvenated teams in there as well? So um, let's start with you, Randy. Clearly, we play Wolves tomorrow, and fingers crossed we, we get through that with a win. Um, but then once we start the new year, we've got Sheffield United at home. Then we've got the FA Cup derby at home. Then we go to Spurs. Then we're home to Man United. And then I think we've got Wolves again, um, which is a pretty, uh, a pretty daunting set of fixtures. Or is it? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just, maybe the team just doesn't view them like that anymore. Uh, well, that's an interesting list because uh, if you'd asked me in October, I would have thought, oh yeah, we might, you know, scrap a win again against Sheffield uh, and uh, Everton FA. Of course, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna win that one, and then unless Klopp doesn't want us to win that cup, you know. And then it's Spurs, and they were, like, all out of it. And then Manu, well, ooh. and And Wolves, we haven't played them yet, which is really strange. Uh, and now suddenly Wolves are getting there. I think, I think at the moment, Wolves looks the better team than both City and, um, and uh, Leicester. So we were a bit unlucky playing them twice now. But looking at us yesterday, no, the day before, I would say all these matches is something we should win. And I absolutely mean that. Even though Everton and uh, Spurs have got new graft uh, in their sales because they got new management. But, uh, as I said, the only thing I'm worried about right now is Spurs. 
Yeah, we're um, we're taking on Jurgen's mantra just the next game. But Molly, do you think we're going to um, we're going to have to rotate? Obviously, are we we anticipate because we've brought um the guy back from Stuttgart, Nat Jones, is it? Um, centre back. I, I I'm sort of reading into that that we're going to have a much, potentially much changed side for the uh, FA Cup game against Everton. Yeah, I do think so. I think we absolutely have to as well. Um, and I do think Klopp's done really well with rotation. It, you know, he brought Mo off quite early against yes. Leicester. And I think, you know, he he is really good tactically. So, you know, um, and I know we had a money strop this season, but generally speaking, I think the players really do understand we're playing, we're playing a lot of games in a lot of competitions. You can't do everything. Um, losing Ox the other day was a huge blow, but we've we have got this new attacking midfielder coming in. Um, and when I did watch when he was playing against us, um, in the Champions League, I I was texting the group saying that guy is scaring the shit out of me. If they score, it's going to be because of him. Um. So that's actually really exciting. Then it kind of came out of like the next day or whatever that he, he was probably going to come to us. Um, I think, you know, someone like that added to our front three already and our, uh, and like Trent and Robertson as well. I think he could cause, if he fits in straight away, if it doesn't take him too long to get settled, he is going to cause trouble, and that that's really really exciting. I think. Um, I think if we're going to drop, if, if we're going to lose a game, I think it is going to be, or, or draw a game. I think it's going to be. Well, we'd have to lose it ever and against in the FA Cup. I just think looking at how he dealt with the League Cup, I think Klopp has kind of one thing in his mind, and it's not any silverware, which I think is the case for Everton. And I do, I do live with an Evertonian, and so I can say, I know. this is more it. The FA Cup, I think, would be much more important to them because he has resigned himself quite recently to the fact that Everton aren't going to challenge for the league this year. Um, so you know, it, it is so important. And did you genuinely no. think they would? <laughs> no, he was just winding me up. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not that soft. Um, he, but and again, they went out to penalties, didn't they, in the League Cup? Uh, and so I think, unless Klopp wants it, and he, if he doesn't play a full strength side against Everton, which I think is highly likely, I mm. think that is the game that we're going to lose. Which I'm actually okay with, to be honest. Um. And I think they've they've gathered a little bit of the starting to gather that little bit of momentum. Um but I genuinely am more concerned about the league. Um though I will say, don't we play Everton? Don't we then have one a full week off? Yes. Before we play So sport. actually he might play full strength, mightn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Um I think, I think it, the I other think games will be a mix. Yeah. I, he, yeah. I think he will probably have uh, so I think he might have people like um, Elliot and Nico Williams and people like that in there, but he might also play Shakiri. I mean, he could. Yeah. 
depending, like you say, how well he's settled, if, if he, well, I don't know if his papers come through or what have you. I suppose he, uh, Push, you could play Minamino. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. you could. That would be that would be amusing. Because... Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? And if he did the same as uh, Virgil when he came, his first game ever. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's that, what the new song. What new song? Minamino, here we go again. Why 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 <laughs> did I let you go? Minamino. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm you're right. right. That. <laughs> um, yeah, why did why did Salzburg ever let you go? Yeah. Mina, Mina. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw a little clip on um, on social media. So yes, we have a we have a song ready for him, <laughs> which is which is quite good. I mean, I think there are there are some players more deserving in our squad who who of need course. a song or need a better yeah. song. Um, but. No, that would be that would be really interesting. Um, to be fair, I I think I so I think Wolves put an awful lot into beating Man City, and I know we haven't really talked about it, but I I have to say I was surprised. I wasn't surprised that Wolves got something out of the game because I thought it was going to be a draw because they they are a, they are a good football inside and they don't show fear. Um, and they will have a go at you. So I I thought that City could drop some points there. I did not expect them to capitulate from a from a two nil up, even though they had ten men. But I guess even even the the, the best sides, you know, you you potentially get worn down. Um, but the the first goal, um, oh, sorry, the goal was it the first goal where Mendy got. Um, Mendy just got bullied off the ball. Was that the second? No, that was the second goal. There was equaliser, wasn't it? Um, I just thought, what is he doing? It's just a terrible, terrible decision. Um, anyway, I, I'm sorry, I got slightly sidetracked. But <laughs> the point I was coming on to was um, we played, uh, when, we, when we played Wolves before, they gave us a really hard game. And I'm expecting the same. I I think I still think we should have enough to win. The the game I guess if I was going to be slightly worried about the game is Sheffield United because they're they're just a very different proposition. Um, and do you know what? We, we it took a goalkeeping error for us to beat them um, at Bramall Lane. So I think of the I think. Of the two, Sheffield United might actually be the harder game as we go into the new year. Um, so, but we will see. We will. We will see. I think um, Takumi Minamino, as you say, uh, <laughs> why does Salisbury ever let you go? Um, but he he is joining, and I'm I'm not going to get tired of saying this: the uh, the world and European champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's got a ring to it um and like you say i was so impressed with him when we played salzburg um and you look at his numbers and he's got the type he's, he's clearly the type of player that klopp and michael edwards love and that's the other thing is you know seven seven and a half million or whatever it is 
uh, in today's market to to secure him with that release clause. And again, I I think I saw something on social media that basically what we got for winning the um, World Club Cup um, <laughs> and and going through has basically covered his fee. So you go, you go, we can't have a better bit of business than that, really. So fingers crossed, he he has a very successful um, career at Liverpool. So um, we've got all of these games coming up, but let's face it, we've had a cracking first half of the season. I'm not sure we could have asked for anything more. I think if we did, we'd just be being greedy. So um, when we when we talked about uh, doing this pod, I asked you to have a little thing. I appreciate it. didn't give you a huge amount of time, but um, either your best moment, best game, or best player of the first half of the season. You can have all three, or you can just pick one out. Um, Molly, let's start with you. I think for me, the best player for me is Manny. Um, I just think he's been unreal. Um, kind of, I, th- I think this calendar year as well, as well as kind of the start of the season, um, I think he's got the right attitude. I think, you know, I mentioned his little kind of hissy fit um, before, but actually I like that, like the kind of passion and the drive and the um, the fume to want to be scoring goals for Liverpool and, and yeah. to, you know, wanting to be winning games. I think that that drive is really, really important. You see strikers all the time who are not really that bothered, but he doesn't have that. He has such passion. Um, and overall, great guy. He's got, um, I think I was reading uh, in all competitions this calendar year, 30 goals and eight assists, which is absolutely like humongous. Um, and I think in terms of kind of the best, moments best games um i think for me it would kind of be this week <laughs> really if i can have this week um i don't know if it's because i'm home because i'm back in liverpool but the you know the the club world cup or whatever it's called um that was big that was important so don't care what anybody says that was huge and important and we won it uh and we got another piece of silverware um and then to be nervous about yesterday's game and absolutely annihilating, you know, the team in second place in the league and not it being lucky, yeah. not them playing poorly, they were doing something great, us being incredible. I think it kind of just really topped the year off and it kind of has made a lot of people kind of sit back and go, like, wow, like you deserve to be exactly where you are um, because I was nervous before the Leicester game and absolutely didn't need to be at all uh, Yes Molly I think those are excellent points um, one of the one of the things for me um, I guess because it, it has been a fairly uh, stellar year um, I think that one of my moments um, of the season is uh, is the relatively recent one, but I think it just um, highlights what it's like in terms of the squad uh, kind of 
backing each other up. And it was it was that moment with Robertson talking to Manet at half time uh, in the World Club Cup, just going, "Don't worry, I got this. I'll look after you. I'll take care of Rafina." Because it is, you know, they genuinely seem like they really like each other and they really got on and they're so tight as a squad and they back each other up. Um, I think my my player of the first half of the season is a really tough one because we've actually had, you know, there's been this weird fake news uh, sort of, um, storyline going around that we've had no injuries. We've actually yeah. had a succession of injuries right the way through the season. So I don't, I, I'm not sure that I can pull one player out, but um, what I would say is that every single player who's been asked to step in and step up has done a cracking job from, you know, Adrian coming in on a free transfer and basically being thrown into the team within you know, half you know half an hour of the, the first game of the season, um, and then helping us uh, basically win the Super Cup um, on penalties, um, and actually doing a, a cracking job as a as a stand-in. You know, for our first choice at the time, defensive partnership of uh, Van Dijk and Matip doing a fantastic job. Then Matip getting injured then Lovren coming in, then Gomez coming back. And, you know, there's part of me that actually wants to um, wants to give it to Gomez because he's had such a shitty time, um, and particularly with the England and the Sterling thing. And what's really interesting for me is over the last, you know, six, seven games, as he's come in and he's gone back to play alongside Van Dyke. It has coincided along with Allison, I think, becoming Allison again after he had a little bit of a wobble after his injury. Is the clean sheets are returning, and and I think I'm so pleased to see Gomez back and playing well, um, and just you know just doing what he does, and and he will he will only improve. I can't not mention our fullbacks because they're just ridiculous. But yeah, I think I think I would like to give it to all of the squad players who came in who may not have been the first choice, but my God, you didn't you didn't make you miss the first choice. And I think what we've now got as a squad, because we were always saying, well, our first eleven was as good as anybody else's, but then once you got past the first eleven, you worried. I don't really worry anymore. And I think that is that's testimony to what Klopp and the rest of the, the backroom staff is. So, so my my player of the season is actually the squad. Um, Randy, over to you. What's your what's your what what would your pick be? You can have all three of them, or you can just have one. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I kind of agree that it's quite difficult to pick a player. Uh, because the squad is so good and, and what Klopp has made them into makes everyone so good in the fit. But let's start with a moment because I think the uh, the Adrian from Klopp in uh, the Super Cup <laughs> was the moment, even though that was the <laughs> 
because if, if you're looking back at it, that. yeah, but looking back at it, it says so much about the togetherness, the all on board attitude that Klopp has built in this team, and he sort of uh, acts it out in a way in that just li that little moment it all comes out the playfulness the playful team builder that he is he makes everyone feel that it, it's their project and uh, you can even see it now when you when everyone is at stage and getting the, the world champions uh, thing about you see the little head of uh, and that um, man bum of uh, Elliot you know jumping up and down and I thought what he has some space but everyone is a part of this, and I think that Adrian moment sort of captivates that. And uh, the game go no further than yesterday, the day before yesterday, might have been. Uh, I'm on holiday. I think the Leicester game just showed, wow, what type of uh, team we become. And uh, player Molly, yeah, Mane. It's like I didn't see his goal. I can't remember his last goal actually because Bobby's been scoring them lately. But he's been doing assists. He's been doing, yeah, uh, like not even you, you haven't been recognising him. But if you took him out, I'm sure you would feel that because he's become the new Bobby for me in our team. We desperately need money in there. Uh, he has been shining uh, a light. And if you asked me two months ago, that would have been Fabinho. So, and then Alison, and then, you know, it's <laughs> not, but let's say Manu, yeah. he's, our, he's our player of the year. Well, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you. You know what, you could, you could have said pretty much anybody, and I, <laughs> yeah. you could make an argument as to why that's the right answer. And that's the testimony, I think, of, of what we've got as a team now. And I, you know what, because, well, <laughs> because I'm hosting this pod, I'm going to, Changed my mind on in terms of my moment of the of the first half of the season, um, because we didn't even really. I can't believe it, it didn't occur to me what it's um, Jurgen Klopp's new contract. Yeah, that's my moment of the season because we've potentially got another five six years of Jurgen and. If the first four were anything to go by, and there may well be some downs as well as ups, but I would not swap him for any manager in the rest of the world. He is just perfect for us, and I'm so glad we've got him for another few years. So, yeah, that's my moment of the first half of the season. I think we all know what we hope the moment of the second half of the season is. Um, but I'm not uh, on, on one of my WhatsApp. I'm not going to say. Well, one of my WhatsApp groups, you know, the, one of the one of my friends, Graham, is going. I'm not having this. You know, we're you know we're X amount of points clear and blah 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 blah. blah. And I just said to him, Graham, I want it that badly. I can't say it yet. Yeah. Let's. I just need. I just need a few more games under our belt, and then maybe, just maybe, I might say it. But it's too early. There's still. We've got a game in hand. Obviously, there's there's still twenty games to go in this season. It's sixty points. We've only got a fourteen point. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this. We've only got um, a thirteen point lead <laughs> over second. 
So, you know, if we if we get to, you know, we get another few games and then we manage to get to a 20-point lead, then maybe I will, you know, I will be prepared to say something. But the scars run deep from previous seasons. So it's just, if we get to the point it's mathematically impossible, you will not shut me up. Trust me. Uh, but at this point, we've just had a cracking start to the season and long may it continue. So on that note, um, any other business? Randy, you, you're still open. So any other business from you, my dear? Uh, I've got this question uh, far behind in my brain somewhere that says, uh, I think we're going to get a new signing. Another one? Yes, I think so. And I'm not quite sure what that is, but it's something, um, something, something. Uh, I don't know. And I must say that so far, I'm so happy about our uh, new signing, Minamino. I think he's the the mix of Kato and Ox, and he's going to do us very well. He, he's the best for us. And uh, just on that point, sorry, since you mentioned that, how impressed have we been when we finally seen the cater we think we bought no that, I, that it's been uh, a revelation I, I thought i was a bit sad because i thought maybe he's not going to get the chance but then knowing clock he would and now he's actually showing what we thought we were getting uh, he's lost some of his red cards which i don't mind and he's sort of very together and very focused and uses his body and his technique and his shows Already, I think what we wanted, and you can imagine him and Minamino and Fabinho back, or Hendo, or you know Milner. That would be a very good fit in, in the midfield. So I'm really excited about that. But I think we're going to get a defender um, either side or the middle. I don't know. Maybe the sides are the most important ones. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers for that. And I'm sure if if it happens, it's going to be one of those again. Who? Oh, and then they yeah. get a surprise. <laughs> well, I, you know, Michael Edwards is the man. You know, he, yeah, he yeah, just yeah, hit yeah. the stats guys and all the rest of it. They, um, they see that you know, money ball, money ball in action almost. Oh, Molly, any other business from you, my dear? I don't think so. I think we kind of covered everything, really, haven't we? I think. I am excited to see Minamino play when he comes in. Um, and I'm also loving the speculation that Klopp's contract ties in with Steven Gerrard's at, uh, Rangers. Yeah, I'm not... I have to say, I don't... I I, I understand the speculation. I, I'm still not... I'm not convinced. Um, I, I kind of don't... I don't think Gerard Gerard needs a lot more time. I don't want him back at Liverpool until he's a proper established manager because he had such a reputation as a player that the pressure on him will be ridiculous as if he should be a Liverpool manager. And I, I'm not I, I'm not convinced I want him to be. But anyway, look, I d I don't I don't want the Jurgen years to stop. So, no, so no obviously. But um, but let's just let's just appreciate Jurgen. I think um, uh, because we this is 
we are in unprecedented times at the moment in terms of what he's built over the last four years. So I just think we need to really appreciate what we've got in front of us. Who knows? Maybe Stephen Gerrard will become a manager one day. Maybe he won't. But if he does, that means Jürgen's gone. And I don't want to think about that at the moment because things are too good at the moment. <laughs> so I think... I think that's a good that's a good place for us to to stop. I want to wish everybody, all of our listeners, thank you very much for sticking with us. We wish you an amazing new year. Uh, let's hope 2020 is as good for Liverpool as 2019 has been. Um, and with that, thank you very much for your attention, and we will talk to you all again in the new year. Bye bye. Life goes on day after day Hearts torn in every way So fairy, cross the mercy Cause this land's the place I love And here I'll stay Social Podcast Network.